Thank you for joining us for our carol service. We're really excited um, about today. Didn't the kids do well in their nativity? Yeah. They were brilliant. Obviously, it's strange for them, it's strange for us, um, but they did really well. They done their lines um, amazingly. I gave them a deadline and they all met the deadline. So we're all pleased about that. And can you believe it's five days until Christmas? It's only five days until Christmas. And I am excited. I can't wait for my Christmas dinner because normally you get out in December and this place has a Christmas dinner and they do a Christmas dinner. And normally before Christmas, you already have five or six under your belt. But this year, we haven't been out, we haven't been anywhere. So Christmas Day will be the only Christmas dinner of the year for me. And I'm excited about that. And then I'm excited for my Boxing Day dinner, which is just a repeat of Christmas Day. And then turkey sandwiches for the week after that. I love all those turkey sandwiches and ham sandwiches and stuffing and all that there. Stick it in a sandwich and it's amazing. I'm looking forward to having chocolate for breakfast. Who has chocolate for breakfast at Christmas? It's allowed. It's okay. You're allowed to do it. Um, but I get excited for Christmas movies. I love Christmas movies. Is anyone else a fan of sitting down and watching a good Christmas movie? And does anyone go out and buy either the Radio Times or like the TV Choice? Does anyone go out and still buy one of these? No? Okay. When I was younger, my grand always bought the paper and you always get one free in the paper. And my, me and my brother always sat down and at the start it goes through all the soaps, no one cares about that. But then you get to the movie guide and it gives you all the movies for that day. So if you're interested, Karate Kid is on at 2.15 on Channel 5 when you get home. Or if you're feeling more Christmassy, White Christmas is on Channel 4 at half two. So that's you sorted for today. You can sit down and relax when you get home. But I love a good Christmas movie and I loved going to the TV guide and saying, oh, we'll watch this and we'll watch this and we'll watch this. And I have Netflix, I have Amazon Prime, I have Disney Plus, and maybe you'll see me have all these things online that you can watch pretty much any movie you want online. But I love a good old DVD. I don't know, I must be um, one of these young people that just love sort of old things. I love still buying DVDs. People are like, it's on Netflix. It's like, I know, but it's a DVD. Like, you can still use it. I have a binder, and Anna hates it. I keep it in the living room, and it's about this thick, and it's got all my DVDs in it, and it's in alphabetical order, so I can go through my DVD collection, and I've got them all in alphabetical order, and then there's a Christmas section at the back, and I get through them every single year. But I love Christmas movies. And this year, I want to look at some Christmas movies this morning and see what we can learn from these movies and how they can tell the Christmas story. And the best thing about a Christmas movie is we all have different favorites, okay? I watched one on Friday night and it was terrible. It's called Scrooged. Has anyone ever seen Scrooged? Bill Murray. It was terrible. I'll not watch it again. It's not on my list, so that's it. I've watched it once and I'll not watch it again. But I'm gonna go through some Christmas movies, and if they're your favorite, give me a wave, because some of my favorites are on this. So this one is a classic, and this is my second favorite movie. Okay, you have to have a list, okay? So this is my second favorite movie, and it's The Grinch. Does anyone love The Grinch? Does anyone know a Grinch? Is there someone in your family, or they're like, they're The Grinch? Or they don't like Christmas? So if you've ever watched The Grinch, The Grinch plans to destroy Christmas by stealing all the presents and anything that represents Christmas from everyone in Whoville. 
So maybe you know a Grinch, but throughout the course of the movie, a little girl called Cindy Lou loves on the Grinch and shows them what the true meaning of Christmas is. And throughout the movie, we hear this quote, and it says, It came without ribbons, it came without tags, it came without packages, boxes, or bags. And he puzzled and puzzled till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something they hadn't before. What if Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store? What if Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more? And each year we teach that to our kids every year. It's like Christmas is about a little bit more. It's more than the presents. It's more than the gifts. It's more than the turkey. It's more than the TV. It's more than the carol services. It's more than the chocolate. It's all about Jesus. And I love that song that we sang, Jesus at the center of it all. That should be our heart's desire this Christmas time, that Jesus is at the center of it all. Isaiah 9 verse 6 tells us this, for unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and they will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And the Grinch reminds us that our focus so many times is on how big our Christmas tree can be. And I wanted a small one this year, but if it's not taller than me, then it's not a real Christmas tree. That's my motto. So we so often want to decorate our tree to look really well. We want to get a big turkey to feed everyone. We want to make our house look amazing, get the Christmas jumpers on. But what if Christmas is about something more? And our focus this Christmas should be on Jesus and not on the material things because Jesus gives us more than we could ever open on Christmas morning. He is our wonderful counselor. He's our mighty God. He's our everlasting father and he is our prince of peace. Maybe Christmas is about something a little bit more. Our second movie, I'm I'm sure it's a lot of people's favorite movies, is Home Alone. Is anyone like Home Alone? Yeah, we've got some waves. People love Home Alone. My brother I would go as far as saying is addicted to Home Alone, right? Like properly addicted, okay? So Home Alone, right, he loves a good DVD as well. So DVDs have different covers, right? He has Home Alone, right, but 10 different copies, all because they have a different cover, a DVD cover. And then he bought the VHSs, and then he's bought like Macaulay Culkin's autograph on something, and then he, all this here, like he spent, oh, he's stupid. But he loves Home Alone, and Home Alone, is about a a boy that gets left home alone while the rest of his family go to France on holiday. He'd love to go on holiday at the minute. But while he's at home, two burglars get in this house, but Kevin is able to stop them. And maybe when you hear the term home alone, you think bliss, you think peace and quiet. You would love to be home alone. No one to annoy you, no one to say, can you pick that up? No one to say, can you clean this? Can you do that? Maybe you would just love to be home alone. And do you that? means just peace and quiet. But maybe you feel home alone even when the house is full of people. Maybe you feel lonely this Christmas and some of us can feel lonely and feel that nobody is with us. But what the movie Home Alone teaches us is that we don't have to be alone this Christmas. Matthew 1 verse 23 says, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. This Christmas time, we don't have to be home alone because God is with us. He came down to earth to dwell with us. And John chapter 1 tells us the word became flesh and dwelt among us. God is with us. He hasn't gone off on holiday and we're stuck here in our houses on lockdown. No, God is with us. We are promised Emmanuel, God with us. 
So whether we don't know what's happening because the government don't really know what's happening, are we allowed a bubble, are we not allowed a bubble, is it for one day, is it for five days? No matter if you're home alone or your house is full of family this Christmas, remember we have Emmanuel, God with us. And this next movie is my favorite. Like I love this movie. Anytime someone asks what movie should I watch, I will say, watch this movie. It's my favorite. It's only out nine years, but I think it's the best one yet. Has anyone seen Arthur Christmas? Yeah, yeah I love Arthur Christmas. It is my favorite movie. Uh, just the way it portrays Santa. But Arthur Christmas is all about Santa's son, Arthur, and Grand Santa, who's Santa's dad. And they're on a quest to deliver a present. Santa delivered 99.9% of the presents, which is pretty successful. But Arthur has the Christmas spirit, and he believed that every child mattered. Just because 99.9% of the children got their gifts, because one missed out, he wasn't satisfied. He risked his life to deliver a present to the one. And the movie unfolds, we see how they get lost and they lose a sleigh and everything else, but they get to the end. And the story of Arthur Christmas reminds me of Luke 15, where we read of the story of the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son. And in all these stories, there's rejoicing over one sinner who repents. And Mark tells us that Jesus came to earth on a rescue mission. It says this in verse 17. When Jesus heard it, he said to them, those who are well have no need for a physician, for those, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but the sinners. Jesus came for all of us. He came for the one. He came for the sinner and the outcast. He came for the down and out. He came for you and he came for me. Jesus left heaven on a rescue mission. When Arthur completed his mission and he delivered the present under the tree, there's this amazing scene that Arthur and Grand Santa and Santa get to see the face of this little child when they open their present. And there is it a, it's a face filled with joy. And this child gets exactly what they wrote on their list. And for me, that reminds me of Luke 15, because it says when anyone accepts Jesus into their lives, there is rejoicing in heaven. Heaven is full of joy. So when we see Arthur's face just light up with excitement because he was able to reach the one, that one kid that was forgotten, he was able to deliver the present. There's rejoicing in heaven when someone says, I want to accept Jesus into my life. This next film, I'm not a massive fan of. It's just around a Christmas time. Does anyone like love actually? No, no hands up. Oh, one, my mother. Okay, so this story follows 10 stories at once. So obviously you can tell it's a chick flick because men can't follow 10 stories at once. There's just all that goes from this story to this story. But all these stories intertwine and it shows us different aspects of love and different people's relationships. But this movie reminds me of the nativity story because we see so many stories in the Christmas story and they interlink and we see the real story of love unfold. There's a story of Mary and Joseph and then we read the story of the shepherds and then the story of the wise men. And all these stories come together in the Christmas story to reveal God's love to us. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. 
And at the beginning of Jesus' work on earth, he quotes from Isaiah 61 that says this, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and opening the prison to those who are bound. He came to bind up the brokenhearted. At Christmas time, whether you're surrounded by love or maybe you've lost a loved one this year, Jesus came to show us his love and he wants you to experience it. Another feel-good movie of the year that I haven't got around to watching yet is Miracle on 34th Street. Does anyone like Miracle on 34th Street? So if you haven't seen Miracle on 34th Street, there's this debate, is it the original one or do you watch the new one? Um, Who knows? But it's about a lawyer and a little girl who must prove that Santa is who he says he is. So this Santa says, I am the real Santa. So they go through the movie trying to prove that Santa is the real deal. So either when Santa says, I am the real Santa, he's either the real thing or he's not. And there's this debate about Jesus as well. And C.S. Lewis quotes, the things that Jesus says either makes him a liar, a lunatic, or Lord. There's no in between. We can't say, oh, he was a nice man and he said some weird things. He's either a liar, a lunatic, or he is Lord. So how can we know that Jesus was born as a king. How do we know that? Do we just take it for granted? How do we, did he deserve all the attention that he got from the shepherds and from the wise men? Or were they wrong? When we read through the gospels and the Christmas story, we hear the phrase, so all this was done so that it might be fulfilled. And there are around 300 prophecies in the Old Testament about Jesus. And get this, they're so specific that the prospect of that he would satisfy just eight prophecies. So just eight out of the 300, not all 300, just eight, was one in 10 to the power of 17. Okay, so that is too big for us to fathom. So a million is 10 with six zeros, six zeros. And then, so this is zero, 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 17 zeros behind. So it's a lot more than a million. So to visualize this, if I had a bucket, and I had 10 coins and I marked one coin, mixed it up and got someone to blindfold and put their hand in, their chance to get that coin is one in 10, right? We understand that. So to see this in motion, right? When we see um, these coins, right? We take these coins and they cover the face of the UK. So England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales. And it covers, imagine it covered with coins up to four feet Okay, that's how many coins we're talking. I will fill the UK four feet deep with coins. Imagine we marked one coin, threw it in, we're able to mix up all the coins. We ask someone to be blindfolded. What are the chances that they will pick that marked coin? Like that is the chance of Jesus fulfilling just eight of the prophecies. So he fulfilled prophecies like what family line he would be born into, where he would have been born that the virgin would give birth to him and many, many more. Loads that he had no control over. He was born, he couldn't choose what family. He couldn't choose where he was born. He couldn't choose his mother, his father, his lineage. But because he was God, this all was fulfilled. And many, many more prophecies were fulfilled. It was truly a miracle. And when we watch Miracle on 34th Street, the court rules that Santa is the real Santa. Because they looked at all the facts and says, you are 
the real Santa. And this Christmas time, when we look at Jesus and we look at all the facts and all the prophecies, we can see that he wasn't a liar or lunatic, but actually he was Lord. He was who he said he was. He was the son of God. And our last movie, I'm sure, is a lot of people's favorites. And if you want a good laugh and you want to get into the Christmas spirit, this movie is the one to watch. Is anyone's favorite movie, Elf? People love Elf. And Buddy the Elf is, Elf is about Buddy the Elf, who discovers that he is actually human. Okay, so his mind was blown. He grew up in this, the North Pole, and he discovered he was human. So he goes in search of his real dad in New York. And while he's on this journey, he discovers what his true gift is. And his gift is to spread Christmas cheer. And there's this famous quote that a lot of people say every year. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. And with this, I want to leave you with a challenge. How can we spread Christmas cheer? I don't mean giving out presents, don't mean singing Christmas songs or making hot chocolate or throwing tinsel around someone, but how can we spread the real meaning of Christmas? So much of Christmas takes our focus away from Jesus, but this week I want to challenge you to make it about Jesus. Share your faith with someone, invite them to church, be generous, show them God's love, spend time with them, read this Christmas story together with your family, watch a movie about the Christmas story or love your neighbor but whatever you do make it about Jesus make this Christmas time about Jesus and if you don't know Jesus today you can receive the best gift that was ever given which is Jesus and as we've learned from the Grinch that Christmas is about something more home alone has taught us we don't need to be alone this Christmas Arthur Christmas teaches us that Jesus came to save the one. Love actually taught us that the Christmas story is the greatest love story. Miracle on 34th Street taught us that Jesus is who he says he is. And Elf has taught us that we have a part in spreading the Christmas story. So this week, as many of us are finishing work for Christmas and we have some spare time and we'll sit down and we'll watch Christmas movies, let's remember all these lessons and what they teach and that Christmas is all about Jesus. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for the Christmas story. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that it's not all lies or you're a lunatic, but actually the Christmas story is real. It is true and it is for each and every one of us. Lord, thank you for the lessons that we can learn through all these movies at this Christmas time. Lord, thank you that you came to earth to die for us. Lord, thank you that you're Emmanuel, God with us. Thank you that Christmas is about something a little bit more. Lord, help us to focus on you this Christmas time. Lord, bless us as we continue on with our service. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.